0: It is Sunday, January 31st, 2016. This is U62 The Targ. Punch it, Chewy.
1: As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears. Right about now.
0: Why, what a little tiny microchip. Some electronics broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62 The Tarn. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, I have my first ever guests on the podcast as I invite in a couple of friends from work to talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens. It's episode 9.01, The Force Awoke. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 The Targ, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Kappas here. Welcome to this week's episode of The Targ. Uh, Looking at the calendar... I see it's coming up on 10 years now I've been doing this crazy little podcast. And for the past 10 years, there's something that you guys have been saying. You've been saying, gee, Mark, I'd really like it if you had guests sometime. I really like it if you'd interview someone. Your voice is fucking annoying. Please have someone else on the (laughs) the podcast so that when we can give us a break. So, trying something new here. I have invited a couple of friends from work to help me out with this one. To my left, we have Mr. Matthew Jemet. Say hello, Matt. Hello, hello. And to my right, we have Mr. Mark McHugh. How you doing? Or as I like to call him around the office, the other,
2: the other.
1: Yeah, the yeah. other or the other Mark?
2: I was oh, like growing up in like elementary school, I was always other Mark. <laughs> I think I th- I think that this time I have to I have to stand up and say no. I am Mark, you are other Mark. If it were your podcast, you probably could. That's true. <laughs> okay,
0: you can be Mark and I'll be Mark Prime. How about that? <laughs>
2: That's better than Other Mark.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Okay, I've invited them here today because of something very special going on in pop culture right now. For the past year, we have been all obsessed anticipating this movie. We had no idea they would ever do a seventh one in this franchise, but they went ahead and did it. So guys, to start things off, what did you think of Creed, the seventh Rocky movie?
2: Actually, I loved, loved, loved the seventh Rocky movie. I think it was the best one since the second. Really? Yeah. Have you seen? You've seen it, obviously, right?
0: Actually, no, I have not.
2: So, and, s- and neither have I. But I, but I have heard many good things about Wait, it. Well, both so. of you need to go out and see it because <laughs> it is like it. Did you guys see Rocky Balboa? Yes, yes. It was okay. It was Creed blows Rocky Balboa way out of the water.
0: That's what I keep hearing. You know, Oscar buzz for Stallone, even.
2: Yeah, it was, It's the first Rocky movie I've cared about since the second one.
0: But anyways, fuck Rocky. Apparently my <laughs> attempts to fake out these guys went nowhere. We're talking about Star Wars, of course Force Awakens.
2: Ta- of course we're talking about Star
0: Wars. So, let's start off with the basics. What did you think of Force Awakens?
2: Uh, there, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of something I didn't like about it. Uh, I can't can't think of anything. I think it was one of the best Star Wars movies. It's easily in the top three for me.
0: What are your top three?
2: Uh, The top three would probably go Empire, A New Hope, Force Awakens. Uh, Return of the Jedi would probably be four with the fifth being uh, Revenge of the Sith. And then after that, the other two are just kind of, we'll forget about those.
0: (laughs) Matthew, how about you? What did you think of it?
1: Uh, Yeah, Force Awakens is definitely an awesome movie. I think it was a lot of what everybody was looking forward to and wanting. Of course, we were all a bit worried about J.J. Abrams. (laughs) Some people were anyways. I, Uh, I wasn't really. Well, some people were, of course, but... I think everybody was a bit worried because of of the new Star Trek movies and the reboot of those. And I think some people were just like, Can't, will he be able to pull it off? And, Here's the and thing, though. The Star Trek movies, they didn't
2: have the same. Sorry, Star Trek fans. There wasn't the <laughs> same anticipation. Well. There wasn't the same expectation to the Star Trek movies that there was with the Star Wars.
0: Well, being a Star Trek fan... When J.J. Abrams' first film came out in 2009, we were excited for that one. At least I personally was. Because uh, before that, the last bit of Star Trek we had was the horrible movie uh, Nemesis. Oh, you didn't
2: like when Data died?
0: (sighs) This is my (laughs) problem with the death of Data, okay? (laughs) Uh, I was in Japan when it came out, and I had the good fortune of seeing like uh, X-Men 2 and Star Trek Nemesis within two weeks of each other. X-Men 2 came along when Jean Grey dies. I felt something right here in my court got me when Jean Grey died. But with Star Trek Nemesis, Data has always been one of my favorite characters. And when he dies in Nemesis, I feel nothing. Absolutely nothing. How can you kill off one of my favorite characters and have me feel nothing? That's why Nemesis
2: fucking sucks nemesis wasn't very good was it no No. it wasn't it's kind of how star trek movies work though it's like there's a good one then there's a bad one then there's a good one like star trek the motion picture i'm astounded it got a sequel yes yeah although if
0: you you go back and watch the director's cut the director's cut is a lot better but.
2: but we're not here to talk about star trek here to talk about the better star series (laughs) star wars sorry star trek fans fuck yourselves
0: well going back to my original ramble there when jj abrams did the first reboot in 2009 yes that was perfect that was fantastic but then when he did into darkness again into darkness fucking sucks the one f- scene that I always point to is when Kirk dies in Nemesis. You know, at first you're thinking, okay, they're just kind of knocking off Spock's death in Star Trek 2. They're flipping it around. Ha But then you have Spock. Exactly. To have Spock do that, it is so fucking out of character for Spock. You take one of the most poignant deaths in Star Trek, Spock's death in Star Trek 2, and you reduce it to a family guy cutaway gag.
2: Here's the thing, though. Like, I think that I don't necessarily... I think that Spock is a different character in the new series.
0: That is true.
2: He's more human than he is, uh, uh whatever Vulcan. the other one. Falcon, yes, sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm rusty on my Star Trek. I'm obviously, sorry. Obviously. No, but like, I everybody was a little worried about J.J. Abrams taking over Star Wars. What I will say is this. Obvi- a lot of people made a lot of comparisons to the first Star Trek movie in the fact that it was very much like Star Wars. Yes. And so when people were like, when he was like, yeah, I'm going to do Star Wars, I was like, cool, he's already done Star Wars with the first Star Trek reboot movie. So, I, I wasn't worried too much. Uh I know some other people were, but it was it's still a huge huge thing to undertake. Like uh, let's be they, honest. As 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 confident as I was in JJ J. Abrams' abilities, I was still like, man, this is this is big. This is huge.
2: Well, the, could you imagine the pressure of having to land this new Star Wars movie? Yeah. Like, having to make it watchable and good and something that fans will like and something that
1: non-fans will like. So, I have to say, he managed to do that. Yes. Um, is it my favorite Star Wars movie of all time? It is, it is not. Is it in my top three? Quite possibly. I still haven't re-ranked things since Force Awakens came out. But I will say, it was definitely a really awesome movie. Everybody should go see it. And if you are a Star Wars fan, you should not be disappointed.
0: But again, uh, going back to, well, kind of like what I was ranting about with Star Trek there, I know people had the same complaint this past summer about Jurassic World. Do you think perhaps that maybe The Force Awakens was a little too stuck in nostalgia for the original trilogy?
2: You know what? No, because that's exactly what we asked for. Like, when we heard J.J. Abrams was going to be doing the new Star Wars, everybody was like, make it like the old ones. You better make it like the old ones. We're going to be so pissed if you made it like you make it like the old ones, and then he did exactly that, and now people are like, it's too much like the old ones when that's exactly
1: what we fucking asked for. True, very true. Uh, I would have to say that the nostalgia thing, I think that there was the right amount of nostalgia and the right amount of new. Where I would have liked to have seen some changes, and this is where I say it's not the perfect movie uh, it could have been, is the fact that you've got something like Another Death Star? Yes. <laughs> as, as the oh my God, we have to destroy this now. My wife very poignantly puts it, you know, like what else is the ultimate evil, Matt, other than something that can blow up a bunch of planets? How much more eviler do you get? To which I go, that's a very good point. Uh, but it's still one of those things of like, could we not have, could we not have had something else and maybe worked up to another Death Star or? Something like that. Oh, but they it- you, you make a you make a good
2: point, eh. Eh. but at the same time, again, it's exactly what we asked for. I know. I know, and the way that they did it, it wasn't just like, "Look, it's Death Star 2. It was kind of like it kind of was. I mean, maybe a little bit, but they
1: did. We don't. I, we can't. We can blow up more than one planet at a time. <laughs> we can blow up multiple planets at a time, and it's like they even in okay. the movie
2: were just like, "Oh, so it's another Death Star and." Uh, I think it was even Admiral Akbar that was like, "No, it's not another Death Star." By the way, how long has that guy been an admiral? Admirable without a admirable, an admiral without a promotion? That's ridiculous. Promote that man.
1: Admiral's pretty high though,
0: and, and there's like five ranks of admiral too. There's vice admiral, rear admiral. So we don't have the uh, complete details of his admirality.
2: <laughs> That's a good point, Mark. Yes. <laughs> there I you all, go. I don't know. To me, like a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's kind of like a remake of a new hope," but it's uh, for me it's more like they took the plot structure of a new hope and they did something completely different with it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. getting into, I guess we should probably talk Kylo Ren. Yes. I love Kylo Ren. You maybe not as much. No, I don't. think not
1: as much Kylo
2: Ren is the best new character in this new series because not only like he's not just when, we intro- when they introduce Darth Vader, when we first meet Darth Vader in the A New Hope, all we know about him is he's just pure bad, and he's evil, and such a bad, bad man. We know that he once was a Jedi, now he's not anymore. That's literally all we know in the first movie, and it's not until the second one that we see any sort of there might be some more depth to this character whereas with kylo ren right off the bat we're like we see that this dude he's incredibly split he's very conflicted and he sees himself as the hero of his own story
0: yeah. Yes, yeah. I I really like that. Uh, Kylo Ren, you are right. He is a little more fleshed out for a villain. We get his backstory with um, he's uh, Luke and not uh, uh, Han and Leia's son. <laughs> that would <be> so <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he's Luke and Leia's son. That's why he's evil. He's horribly, horribly inbred. Um, but yes. <laughs> but yeah, just seeing that, you know, it's kind of, you know, almost a reversal of Darth Vader. He's trying to be evil, he's trying to live up to his grandfather's legacy, but he feels that there's still good in, inside him and he's trying to quell his good and live up to this grand legacy that he's been told his grandfather has. So, right off the bat, he is a little more developed as a villain.
2: Also, just throwing it out there, Adam Driver nails this character. Yes. Like he forget The only thing I'd ever seen him in before was a movie he was in with Oscar Isaac, who also was in this movie, Uh movie called Inside Lewin Davis. Have you guys seen that?
0: No. I've seen clips online.
2: It's a great movie. You got to check it out, where Oscar Isaac, he's like a struggling folk singer. But there's a scene in this movie where Oscar Isaac and Justin Timberlake and Adam Driver plays this silly, like, cowboy folk singer. They sing this ridiculous, stupid song, and that was the only thing I'd seen uh, Adam Driver in before, was him playing this cowboy folk singer in this indie folk movie.
1: And so to see him go from something like that to this... Was that interesting? It's, was that cool? It's
2: interesting because it shows like what a range the dude has because right. I would have never thought from that movie that the guy was a great actor. Okay.
0: Right on. So going back to Kylo Ren now, love of course, let's talk about his big scene when he confronts his father there on the bridge. And Han the, Solo. The I've bi-
2: been waiting for this day for a long time. <laughs> the biggest
0: spoiler of the film, yes, he strikes down his father. Kylo Ren, Han Solo's son, kills his own father what'd you think of the death
2: i well first i remember when i first saw it it was actually with matt yeah there were children in front of me and i just out loud said fuck off
1: (laughs) (laughs) and i was like man you shouldn't say that in the theater with a bunch of kids yeah it was um yeah i i definitely got a bit emotional mostly because i felt bad that i felt bad that han and and okay adam driver nailed it but Fucking huh? Harrison Ford. Yes. In that scene, especially was, that was, that was yeah, that was pretty, yeah. it was pretty uh, heart wrenching. Just because you 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 saw it in his face, and it and it it's kind of sad. I mean, Harrison Ford's been wanting to not be part of Star Wars for a long time. <laughs> like dude, like he's just, all right, fine, I'll do one more movie kind of thing. So he's finally got his I wish. I
2: don't. I don't feel like that. That's what. Like to me, Harrison Ford, it feels like he
1: was actually excited about this No one. no, he was excited. He was genuinely excited about this. I will I will agree with that. And in fact they even talked about possibly keeping Harrison Ford in the rest of the series, but they said that like to keep him in the movies would he would become this arm candy because everything is okay at this point right he's gotten back with leia everything is all you know flowery and stuff and this is supposed to be a movie about turmoil and conflict and to have him you know after everything is all said and done like what what would he end up doing other than being like the the funny old guy that cracks jokes and shoots a few guys like he there wouldn't be any more uh, journey with him so mm-hmm. to speak because we're, we're already passing the torch over to the younger the younger characters in in this series of movies right so there was there was a, a there was a talk about keeping him but then they were like not only not only does it seem like he needs to go like he they also didn't want to play it safe for that flick they wanted to show that there was some real uh guts to it so to speak, to make a decision like that, and really, it was—it was a gutsy decision. I mean, uh, why not kill off somebody else? I don't know, Poe Dameron, or something like that. Uh, uh, there's, there's a, mu- there's a bunch of other things. I mean, we were—we didn't know how much Luke was going to be in the movie, but there was talk of either Han, Han Solo dying or Luke Skywalker dying. We knew, because, we knew that somebody was going to die. Well, yes. a-, a la New A New Hope, but I, I figured it would be somebody. Some Jedi or somebody Force-sensitive, and it ended up being the guy who... I you know. honestly thought it was going to be Chewbacca, because that
2: dude is not... Like, he has to walk with a cane now. How is yeah. he still playing Chewbacca? They
1: have another guy that's subbing in for Oh, him. do they? Yeah, and it's yeah, come out now the that scenes.
0: there's an apprenticing Chewbacca who's yeah. there, who yeah. did a lot of the heavy lifting, as it were. So. Oh,
1: because there were so many
2: scenes where they were like, oh, make sure you carry Chewie back, and it was like, oh, it's because... Uh, This guy, Peter uh, Mayhew. Peter Peter Mayhew is like he suffers from gigantism. He's a great big monster of a man.
1: Yeah,
2: and he's walking with a cane now. So there are a lot of scenes where he was like lying down or sitting, where you're like, we know why that's
1: there. Yeah, and it was interesting just to see that they made that choice. I think I think was obviously it was it was very uh, heart wrenching for me. I watching it a second time, uh, I still got a bit, but. I still got a bit like upset, emotional about it when I was watching it. But I think the main thing is, is that it was a, I think it was a good choice. I think it was an interesting and and different choice than I perhaps. Would it was definitely. I what I can say for it is I didn't see it coming. I didn't think
2: that Han Solo was going to die in this movie.
1: Out of all the people that I thought would die, Han Solo, I, Han Solo was all low on the list. It was a possibility, but it was low on the list.
2: Yeah, I
0: was, again, uh, like you were saying earlier, Matthew, I thought it was going to be someone Force-sensitive who died. I had it pegged that it was going to be Luke, you know, because in A New Hope, it was Obi-Wan who died. In uh, Phantom Menace, it was Qui-Gon who died in the first of the trilogy. In the first of the trilogy, it's always the Jedi mentor who dies. But instead, having it be Han Solo, that was a little bit unexpected, and it was just... Kind of a beautiful death scene, yeah. especially then when Chewie goes nuts and starts blasting and lets out that Wookiee death howl and just
1: yeah, it, I felt like I felt bad for 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 Chewie too. So yeah, also because I, I like it's just been his friend for like how many years, owes a life debt, etc. And you know he he, he would feel bad because he didn't protect him, right? Yeah. But just the uh, also the way uh, Harrison Ford touches Adam Dreyer's face before he before. He, topples over into the, I don't know, what would you call it, The reactor core. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same a, a la Emperor Palpatine. Uh, it, it was very much like just, it was, a, yeah, it was a beautiful moment. So, but yeah, this guy in, in the theater, fuck <laughs> Put it out. The I was like, I was like, dude, there's kids in front of us. <laughs> But you know what? The parents didn't turn around and say anything, so they were probably mentally saying "fuck up."
2: <laughs> They're like, hey, yes, they have to hear it. They have to understand." That was a "fuck you" moment to all of us. Although, the, like knowing that he dies, that he dies, it makes me far less excited to see another Han Solo movie. Yes. That they're talking about. Because I feel like we're done with Han Solo now. I don't need to see him anymore. You mean to go back and do the the, the the young Han Solo one? Yeah, Yeah. I don't... I Mm. I feel like Han Solo's story is over now. We know all we need to know. And yeah, let's be
0: honest. They did young Darth Vader and that didn't turn out so well, so...
2: That's true. Have you heard about the rumors that Darth Vader is going to be in the Rogue One movie?
0: Yes, I have heard that.
2: I would, uh... I'm... I'd like to see it, but at the same time, is like that's the that's the Star Wars movie we don't really care about. Yes, but what, it, Rogue
1: no. One or having Vader in Rogue
2: One. Rogue Rogue One in general is the Star Wars movie that we're all like, okay, it can happen. I guess I'm excited to see Rogue One. It's kind of it's, only
1: only because it's going to be something a little different than watching something to do with the Force and Jedi. It's going to give uh, another part of the audience a, a chance to go. Uh, like this universe for something other than just Jedi and lightsabers and the force. It's gonna show a moment where or it's gonna show a side of uh, Star Wars where it's, you know, uh, spaceship battles and dogfights fights and you know, being part of a of a piloting crew and all that kind of stuff. And that's I don't kinda know. Cool. I
2: kinda feel like the new star like the Rogue One series and like the the Luke, or not the Luke, the uh, Han Solo spinoff, that's kind of just Disney being like, we bought this thing, now we have to make the absolute most of it that we can. And I'm afraid that the more that they do, the less we'll care about Star Wars.
1: I hope that's not the case. I hope that's not
2: the case. Like Because when this last Star Wars movie came out, it felt special, right? Because it's been, what, 15 years since the last Star Wars movie? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not fifteen, something, but it, it's been a while since our last Star Wars movie, and we, yeah. and it was an event. If there's a Star Wars movie that comes out every year, it's going to be like, it'll be like going to go see a James Bond movie. Like a J, James Bonds are still fun, but they're not an event really anymore. Here's the reason why
1: I'm looking forward to that other stuff, because of the acquisition of of Star Wars, with you know Disney buying it and retconning all of the expanded universe stuff with the exception of a whole bunch we now have we now have to wait for them to fill in the blanks that have been created because of the holes of the expanded universe stuff being taken away so i'm actually looking forward to it because at this point all of there's a i i I don't even at this point is very difficult for me to remember what is actually what is actually canon anymore and what isn't that I know f- about Han Solo and about a bunch of other like I don't know anything at, at this point. And as a fan, as a real big Star Wars fan that likes knowing all that extra stuff, I'm excited to see those holes get filled. That's 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 why I'm looking for that for that stuff.
0: <laughs> holes get filled.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, in a good way too. <laughs>
0: uh, but let's go back uh, to some of uh, the new characters. Of course, uh, Ray.
2: I love Ray. Being I think our she's heroine a of the character.
0: film, yes. Where do you think it's going to go next for
2: Ray? Um, I think that she's going to be. I think that Ray is going to be going the very like the Luke Skywalker route. She's going to be getting her training and then going to be. She's going to be a Jedi in the next movie or in, even in the third one. Where I think it's going to get really interesting is Kylo Ren because Han Solo even said to him, "Sorry to go back to Kylo Ren, but." <laughs> he even he said to him, once Snoke no longer needs you, he's going to crush you. Yes. And I think that there's some truth to that. Of course. And I think, like, what I think is going to happen next with him is that he is going to, like, that is going to come true. Snoke is going to abandon him completely and he's going to be left with no one. And he's going to be try to come back.
1: Yeah, I, you, the way you just described what your thoughts, or your theory on Kylo Ren me the other day, which is what you just sort of went through, it kind of makes me think of Zuko from The Last Airbender.
2: Kind of makes me think of Iago from Aladdin. Remember in the second one?
0: No. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen the second one. So
1: if you, if you, if you, if you have, You've seen The Last Airbender, right? No, I the, haven't. The... Uh, you know the Avatar. Have you, have you watched the cartoon?
0: uh, Bits and pieces here so and so
1: Zuko is like essentially the, the the bad guy in it, and he eventually becomes ostracized and whatever, and then ends up joining the good guys. But everyone's still kind of like, I don't know about yeah. you, right? I, you were bad. I don't know whether, I've, and so he has to kind of prove himself. You're thinking that's eventually that's the that's the way Kylo Ren's going to go, and I think that it's going to be, and I, I feel like it's
2: going to be Ray because of her nature. That's going to be the first that uh, that's going to be the first that says, OK, maybe we can trust him again and everyone else will be hesitant. Right. Interesting. I feel like it. And I feel like there's a lot of potential. Maybe Kylo Ren could betray Ray if she tru- if she trusts him too e- eagerly, because we've seen Ray in the past able to trust really quickly without knowing who the people who the person is
1: yeah yeah there are there are those aspects of it for sure uh ray my thoughts on ray i think i think she's a great character um it's uh she did a great job uh acting the part as Mm -hmm. well i i like the character to me it's a little like i I don't like the whole she's kind of like no i don't want to have anything to do with this and but I rant, like that she
2: has her cut. own motivations. She's just not like your bland, generic main character who she's like, "I'm going to be up for everything."
1: Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I get tired of the petulant child. I'm running away from my destiny, and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But it, may, it makes it kind of interesting, though. We don't know why she's running yet. Well, she's running because she, she, she's, like, she, tra- does, like we, she doesn't want to be part of it, right? well she's waiting for her family is with the real reason That's that she, what she wants to thinks but i mean still uh, i don't know about you but if i were ray or anybody else and someone was like hey by the way you're a powerful force user you should probably become a Jedi. Go look for Luke. I'd be like, fuck yeah. Especially if like
2: you didn't think that Luke was a real person. They're like, like if somebody came up to you and was like, you're really good at the Force. Go find Jack and the
1: Beanstalk. <laughs> I'd like, be like, that's garbage. What are you talking about? But I, I like the character. Don't get me wrong. I just uh, the there's so many hero stories that we see, and it's the hero's journey of where they sort of push back against wanting to uh, embrace their destiny, right? It happens in a lot of hero tales that we watch, whether it's Star Wars or anything else. It's like, no, I don't want that. I don't want the responsibility. I don't want the ring to bring them out. You know, like, like, <laughs> like I don't like it. It happens a lot, and I just kind of want somebody to go, "Fuck yeah, I want to be a Jedi." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's what Anakin did. Um, yeah,
2: what well, kind of? Look how that worked out. Fair yeah. enough. All right. <laughs>
1: But
0: speaking of folks who are like, uh, fuck yeah, I want to be on an adventure, you know, that's where Finn came in. Yeah. And people love Finn because he really got into this. He was getting excited, jazzed, pumped, breaking away from his destiny as a stormtrooper and going off kicking ass across the galaxy. He fulfills the American dream of going back to the place where he used to work and, you know, kicking his boss's
1: ass. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, like directly, too, with... Phasma, he's like yeah. if you don't do what I'm telling you to do, I'm gonna shoot you right in the face. Not <laughs> quite like that, but pretty
2: much like that, right? Yeah. What I like, like about so much about Finn is that he's funny. Yes. Not yeah. intentionally so always, but it's he's funny. And in the prequel trilogy, there wasn't there weren't any characters that were kind of funny. Yes there were. Jar Jar
1: Binks was really poor <laughs> <horror> mouth.
2: Charge <laughs> R. Binks was the character that they wanted to be funny. And then we saw it, and we're like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And C-3PO and R2-D2, but they've always had some comedic relief.
0: Yes. Oh I gotta love it! I love it when C3PO makes his appearance in the film. Yep. There we are, there's Han and Leia Han having them, their yep. moment and then
2: Why does he have a red arm? Yeah, that, <laughs> well yeah, that was never explained. It, it was they just were like, here he is with a red arm. why, That's did, he, why some- did he have
1: a silver <laughs> leg in the first one? <laughs> also in I love A new how- hope. Like it's the same <laughs> thing, right? Like he he sees some shit <laughs> at some point <laughs> and he had to get something replaced. Did you notice that he doesn't have his red arm by the end of Force Awakens? Doesn't he? No, he gets it replaced. Oh my god, I didn't. I did not that. see that. Uh, no, the second time I watched it, unless it was an accident and the continuity error. But yeah, they found him a new arm somewhere. I'll have to go. The f- I'll have to go a fourth <laughs> time then to see it.
0: Uh, how many times has everyone seen it by uh, now?
1: Twice for me. Three
0: just twice for me. Yeah. Yeah, but of course I went to see it in the regular theater. Anybody pay the extra for like IMAX or anything like that? I yeah. went for
1: IMAX. No, okay. And I was at uh, I was in D-box seats, which I will say right now, I've been in I've seen flicks in D-box and been like, meh, I don't know whether I want to pay the extra money for that. The D-box for Star Wars Force Awakens was fucking awesome. Why? Because the like the most specific were the scenes with the like starship dog fights, and the chase scenes were amazing. Yeah. Because it felt like you were in the fucking ship. Like, it was just, yeah. It Out of all the flicks that I've ever seen in D-Box, that was the most amazing to watch. I had
2: never heard about D-Box until you said that you saw Star Wars in D-Box.
1: Yeah. It's, I highly recommend it, if anybody gets a chance. If, I, if I'm if i going a fourth time, I guess I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Especially the chase with the TIE fighters chasing after the Millennium Falcon and Ray piloting through the ships and stuff and through the wreckage and the ruins amazing oh amazing
2: that's actually something that i really liked about this one was that every like in the uh, in every other star wars movie when they're talking about somebody being a great pilot like they're talking about anakin being a great pilot or even like han solo they kind of just say that the that they are but in this one they show poe dameron being a great pilot Yes. yes. By the way,
1: I really liked Podamoran. Me
2: too. I oh, yeah. really want to see more of Podamoran yep. for sure. Hey,
0: apparently they were originally going to like kill him off in those opening scenes there, but they just loved him so much and what Oscar Isaac brought to the character. They're like, "Nope, we got to bring him back. We got to have him around for the whole movie."
2: Yeah, why would you cast Oscar Isaac just to do a two-scene part though?
0: Well, they did the same thing with The Lost Pilot, right? Uh, when J.J. Abrams was doing the pilot episode for Lost, he wanted uh, the main character, uh, Matthew Fox, I think, is the guy who wound yeah, up playing play him. Jack. Yeah, he wanted to have, like, a really big star play that character, and then really set it up like this is going to be the main character, and then, boom, kill him off at the end of the pilot for an ultimate fake out.
2: Dude, that'd be the funniest.
0: Yeah, so he was actually thinking about doing that in Star Wars with Poe.
2: Okay, that might have been. An I interesting thought going. I thought that he had died, like in those first scenes, and I was like, "Oh, but that guy, I like him."
0: Yeah, I mean, again, he kind of brought something to it that was sorely lacking from the prequels. He had energy, he had life, he enjoys what he does. And again, going back to the prequels, no one seemed to enjoy what they were doing.
1: Yeah. No. Well. Yeah, well, let's let's be honest. <clears throat> Two, two movies, that are uh, there's a, a war involved in. Oh, yeah. And, and we're not supposed to be glorifying or be like, yeah, I love war. Let's go kick some ass and destroy lots of, like, <laughs> we're supposed to be, you know, not great. Yeah, but even in, like, your classic – like, even in, like, Lord of
2: the Rings, which you mentioned earlier, you have characters like Gimli who have, like, are able to relish being in war. Yes, because
1: he's a dwarf, and that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Jedi. Jedi aren't like the Jedi were kind of forced to be yeah, but, part of the army. They weren't really. I mean, they're yeah, not but the fighter pilots aren't Jedi, though. No, no, I know. Uh, but which is why po, having Podamron be, you know, have that character and have him be somewhat of a main character. And him enjoy what he does, yeah. As as Mark says, it it was it was refreshing.
0: Well, let me put (laughs)
1: refreshing, (laughs) refreshing.
0: Let me put it like this: it's not so much the war that they love as it is the adventure. Yes, yes, I I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So let's see what else was there. Of course, everybody's favorite new droid BB-8. Yep,
2: bald droid. I love him. But you like? I feel like. BB-8 was the reason they made this movie, let's be honest. Because Disney did not buy Star Wars to make more Star Wars movies. They made it. They bought it to sell toys. Yes. Mark, how blasphemous
1: <laughs> <you>.
2: <laughs> And well, I'm glad. I'm so happy that they were able to make something like BB-8 that's obviously going to sell a lot of toys, but make a solid, solid movie around it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I would say BB-8 was... I still no. I, I still think Ray was probably one of the main characters, and the focus is around them, uh, Ray and Finn. Yeah, so and BB-8 b- b- was
2: the MacGuffin, though. Exactly.
0: Yeah, he was the one that brought our characters together and sent them off on their adventure,
1: as all the droids have always been in in the series. Yeah. So, especially R two and C three PO, and for a while there, I was like really bummed that R two was all shut down and stuff and he was he like went into like a depressive state after luke left and so he's yeah. like he shut himself down i was like that's a depressed droid man that that makes me sad and then he's you know near the end he's he gets all he decides to come out of hibernation and help everybody out with the map and finding luke so i'm excited to see them back on the screen
2: uh, the one thing that I can say that the one thing, the one criticism I can, I do have of the movie, so my brother pointed this out last time we saw it, is that there was no real reason for R2 to come to life when he did other than to just move the plot forward.
0: Yes. I remember reading uh, another, another interview with J.J. J. Abrams. What they wanted to do was like, you know, how sometimes people can be brought out of a coma with familiar sounds. They wanted BB-8 talking to R2-D2 to be like the sound that brought R2 out of his coma, but they didn't portray that very well in the film.
2: Hmm. Yeah, okay. I can okay, I, I can see that man.
0: Yeah, BB-8 was be like, "Hey, guess what? I found the map. I don't suppose you have the other half?" And R2D2 was like, mm, "Well, oh yeah, I got it right here." So here's
1: here's the thing that I that that pissed me off. Um, Luke is oh, is gone. Yes, and, and we don't. Yeah, see that him pissed the, me off too. We don't see him for the last like the last thirty seconds of the movie. Sorry for anybody who hasn't seen it, but. Dude, we've spoiled the um, whole movie yeah, <laughs> Luke is not in this fucking movie at all. When he is, he's there for 30 seconds. Here's the thing that, that really upsets me. Luke, in the past, Empire Strikes Back, went against his training, he was like, I have to go and save my friends. Uh, you know, goes up against Vader because of it. He goes through all this shit to save his friends. And in this flick, Han Solo dies. Han Solo's supposed to be his friend. Yes. Now, sure, there's... Probably been a bit of a falling out. Him and his his sister and Han Solo didn't, you know, had a bit of a falling out. They had a kid, all that sort of stuff. And Luke has gone into seclusion. But would you not think that when 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 Leia sees Luke next time, I hope Leia smacks the shit out of him <laughs> because Luke wasn't there to try and stop this earlier and 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 stop the death of Han Solo. You abandoned and, us in our hour of need. Correct. I really... That really pisses me off because I don't think Luke... I feel like Luke wouldn't do that. Obviously... Yeah, I don't think Luke was aware of what was happening, though. He's strong in the force. He would... Fi- at the other that, thing. and he knew that Kylo
2: Ren was, had turned to the dark side. Sure, here's so what other. did he think was going to happen? He's like, well, he's bad now. Well, I don't think gonna he expected... He's going to fuck off and nothing's going to happen ever again. I don't again. think
1: he expected Han Solo to die. Here's the other thing, too. We don't see Luke until the last mm, thirty seconds of the movie. I would have really have liked, even if it w- even if they didn't sh- fucking show his face. But we knew it was Luke from when, like, you know how they there was the flashback where he had where his mechanic hand, you know, uh, touched R two. Yeah, when, and you when, know that was there just so they could have Luke in the trailer. No, yeah, uh, yes, but it was there as a flash, right? As a flashback. It's a uh, vision mm. for for Ray. If they'd done something like that as well to show that Luke had felt Han Solo die in the force because Leia felt it, which was also very heartbreaking, I just have to say. Yeah. When Muggin Han dies and Leia like, all of a sudden feels it in the force, that hurts me. And I would have liked to have seen it also happen to Luke because I'm pretty damn sure Luke, Luke went to Bespin because they tortured Han Solo. Yes. You cannot say that he does still not, he like he doesn't have a connection with this guy. That's true. He saved the fucking galaxy with him. So I I was kind of, I was a bit... Then maybe they'll do some flashbacks of what was happening to Luke while all this other shit was going on in the last movie. And we'll find that out this upcoming movie in number 8. But right now, I'm pissed with how, with some of the uh, explanation and some of the... Uh, the way that they portrayed some things with regards to Luke I and still, the rest of what's going
2: on. I still think it's funny that they made Mark Hamill lose all that weight for thirty seconds. Of 30 <laughs> yeah.
1: <time>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Kind of, <laughs> I would have been like, seriously, guys. <laughs> like seriously, I, like you can't, like you could just no sh- potato chips <laughs> for thirty
2: seconds. <laughs> like he could have started losing weight now, and like, he'd have been fine.
0: Yeah, they made him lose the weight. They made him grow the beard. I read an interview with him. He hates the beard, so he just hated everything they put him through for thirty seconds.
2: That was that's the thing. Like they uh, they hyped up. Well, maybe they we hyped up at the very least that Luke was going to be in this movie. Yeah, because they said officially, yeah, he's going to be in this movie. So we're like, fuck yes, we get to see Luke Skywalker again, and we don't really.
0: And the weird thing is, that's exactly why they held off showing Luke until the very end. Earlier drafts of the script, earlier cuts of the film, did have Luke coming in much earlier on. But they found Luke to be such an overwhelming character. Everybody was going, fuck yeah, Luke's back. What's Luke going to do? That suddenly no one cared anymore about any of the new characters or Han Solo or anything like that.
2: That's a good point.
0: Everybody just wanted to see Luke. So that's why they said, okay, we're just going to have Luke shut up for the last 30 seconds so that way we can get to know our new characters.
2: So wait, like,
1: they shot scenes with Mark Hamill and... Or or at least it was in the script at some point. Yeah, The draft of the script. And then the shots might not have been
2: filmed. Because I remember seeing, like, pictures of uh, Mark Hamill at a read-through of The Force Awakens. And after seeing it, I was like... Why was he at the read-through? Yeah. Like, what? Did he need to, like, you could have just called him and been like, okay, Mark, we're going to need you to stand there looking like a Jedi for, like, ten seconds. Cool. We'll see you in March or whenever (laughs) they filmed it.
0: Uh, Well, again, there's stuff that we saw in the trailer that's not in the movie makes me really curious as to what's in the 20 minutes that wound up on the cutting room floor uh the one scene that's in the trailer that caught people off guard is we see some alien handing a lightsaber to another person it's been explained now uh the alien is uh what's her name or yoda's boz it's her and she's handing the lightsaber to leia Because in another cut of the film, she actually goes with our heroes to the resistance base, and she gives the lightsaber to Leia. So what was that all about, and why did that get cut?
1: Right. Yeah, I don't know. I I hate it when they do things like that, when they have shots in the trailer that don't end up in the flick. And I understand that it was probably to throw us off the the track, and so that we just all went to Speculation City. Because let's face it. Theories are still bouncing around and yeah. shit, right? Like some serious theories, mostly about who the fuck Ray's parents are. I'm yes. sure we'll get to that in a moment. But the main thing is that I really dislike the fact that trailers sometimes don't portray what actually is coming up on the film. I will say you this: though, I did,
2: I do kind of like that.
1: They though. they expertly did manage to have like a bunch of awesome trailers. And not spoil
2: anything. Yeah, like we saw the trailers, we were like, I'm going to see this fucking movie. Yeah. And then when we still didn't know what it was about. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, which that was nice. Brilliant marketing campaign. They kept everything so top secret. And again, J.J. Abrams said that came about because he learned his lesson with Star Trek Into Darkness. When they hired Benedict Cumberbatch to play Khan, it was like, oh, yeah, he's got to be Khan. What other villain would they use?
2: Well, they just like he was like, oh, he's whatever what the character's name was originally. And we're like, we don't buy that. We all yeah. knew it was Khan. Yeah.
0: So this time, J.J. J. Abrams said, fuck it. I'm not going to bother with cover stories. I'm just going to keep everything top secret and look at how it paid off.
1: It did, did, they did a great job at they keeping really everything did. under wraps, pretty much. I, I mean, there was lots of speculation and maybe some of the speculation was correct. The theories were correct. But for the most part, I'm pretty sure there was at least a few things that anybody who was like really on the up and up in the trailers and all the information that had come out. That they were still surprised about. It was not
2: until the third time I saw the movie that I knew Simon Pegg was in this movie. Yes. Yeah,
1: favorite cameo. Who's who's uh, who, who was your favorite cameo? Because there's a lot. Because there's I, Simon of, Pegg wasn't even a cameo. He was a character. Well, he was yeah. a character. But I mean, like, there's a bunch of Daniel Craig as the
2: stormtrooper. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> And dropping my weapon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is hilarious. And again, in inter- when he was out plugging James Bond, people were asking Daniel Craig about that because word had leaked. And Daniel Craig was like, I'm not fucking in Star Wars. Who the fuck started that rumor? <laughs> so it's, it's amazing that they've come forward now and said that because Daniel Craig would, you know, kill people who insinuated that he was in that goddamn other franchise coming out this Christmas. So that was <laughs> hilarious. But again, it was just... Again, that scene is so beautiful. Rey starting to, well, let the force in as uh, I keep forgetting Buzz. her I keep forgetting Buzz. her name. Buzz. I got to watch new
2: Yoda. That's,
0: that's Yeah, funny. new Yoda. So anyway, that's where Rey starts letting the force in. She starts stumbling her way through a Jedi mind trick. It's a great, you know, going back to the title, it's a great Force Awakening in Rey. Yeah. And then the way they play it out, it's just the right moment of comedy at that point. It's just a brilliant scene.
2: I think it's going to turn out that Snokes is actually like three inches tall. <laughs> yeah. That would be hilarious. Because like, of the projector? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't, we've never seen him in person. We've just seen him in projections. Kind of like the Emperor in uh, 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 Emperor Strikes Back. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, if he's three inches tall, you better be careful because he'll just use his lightsaber and go in through your ear and kill you.
2: My brother like my brother has a theory about Snokes that Snokes
1: is actually Darth Plagueis. there there is a rumor of that going on on, on I've seen it online as well yes.
0: Lu- Lucasfilm has already come forward and said no I th- didn't think so either that is the one fan theory that Lucasfilm has already vehemently denied
1: which is you know uh, which is interesting because they haven't denied a bunch of other ones too
0: uh, actually one fan rumor I read online is that uh, Snoke is actually... Darth Vader, because someone did the analysis, and apparently his facial scars and everything are eerily similar to Darth Vader's facial scars when they take off his helmet at the end of Jedi.
2: But we saw him die.
0: I know. So how Although the we, fuck did that come about? No,
2: actually, no. I actually did read something about this, now that I think about it, that... Because Darth Vader and Anakin were such were two completely different people, Anakin Skywalker's ghost was the one hanging out at the party that was like, "Yo, what's <laughs> up, guys?" And Darth Vader's vo ghost is Snoke. But that I don't. That sounds stupid to me if that was their explanation.
1: Yeah, I, I feel I, like this new series is better than that. I, I don't. I don't buy that just because I he's he redeemed himself, and to split it up like that would would cheapen the redemption of darth vader a little bit yeah uh back into anakin what i have read is in a very interesting uh fan theory which which is uh ray being um a a reincarnated anakin skywalker the theory i
2: heard that i really (laughs) like was that ray is obi-wan kenobi's child or grandchild or something like that yep which I could totally I could totally get behind that because even when you hear her like when you see her touch like the lightsaber for the first time you hear both Alec Guinness yep and uh what was the new guy uh Ewan McGregor Ewan McGregor She says something like ray don't be afraid or something like no, no. ray these are your first steps yes, yes. and they cut like Alec Guinness saying "afraid" in a movie, yeah, so that it sounded like he was saying "Ray," yeah, yep.
1: which is cool. Uh, but uh, he, okay, so let's let's just get down to it, real quick, brief explanation as to why. Who do you think Ray uh, Ray's parents are?
0: Luke. That, those, that, that is the popular fan theory out there. And again, uh,
1: that's
2: why I think it's not, though.
0: I, I know. But still, she's got so much in common with the Skywalker family, born and raised on a desert backwater planet, seems to have this innate connection to the force and is already an established, fantastic pilot. There's just so much Skywalker lineage in that character.
2: I think that we're see we have another villain that's coming up in the next movie. Yes. I think it's going to be re- he's uh, I think that she's going to be related to what's who's playing the new villain? I'm trying to remember. Um whoever is the villain in the next one, I can't even remember it's a famous actor and I can't even remember his name. I think she's going to be connected to him somehow.
0: Ah, uh, so again, going back to the original trilogy, she is the child of one of our great villains.
2: I don't think she's going to be the child of. I think she's going to her story is going to be somehow connected to this new character. Okay. In a, in
1: a genial way.
2: I think that it's going to be like
1: this character was the reason why Ray needed to be hidden. All right, so what you're saying is that right now we have not met Ray's parents or we no. have no, or we have no idea who she is. See, I go with Mark and say it's Skywalker, although I feel like that would be too like that I know. I too know, too easy. But but it's kind of like a double fake out. It's like, yeah, it's too easy, but guess what it is? Like <laughs> I there's there's way too many connections of the Skywalker lineage and the Fan theory that it's that she's a reincarnated an, reincarnated Anakin, uh, blew my mind the other day. I don't think that's actually the truth, but that really makes a lot of sense as we well. We
2: don't see a lot like I don't. I, I at the very least didn't see any darkness in her that would suggest that.
1: No, no, no. Well, she Anakin didn't originally start out with darkness either. But the aptitude for piloting, the uh, the fact that when she touched. Uh, the lightsaber that w- used to be Anakin's, its it it, it it she had a connection to it. It spoke to her, right? And also the fact that maybe we don't know her parents because maybe she didn't have any. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is
2: another interesting theory that my brother came up with I, about the, uh, the lineage of Darth Vader, of Anakin Skywalker. He says that it's possible that we, like in the third Star Wars movie, like the prequels, we hear the Emperor talking about Darth Plagueis, going back to this guy again, and talking about how he could create life yes. using the Force. He thinks that that, that Darth Plagueis, being the somehow father of Anakin Skywalker, explains the high chlorian count.
1: Yep. Okay. That is, that is a common fan. That's is, that is a fan theory I've, I've heard a lot, and it's actually a, a really good one. It's a really good. I don't know whether that's the 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 real truth, but I feel like
2: it's too late to go like in the next movie. If they turned out that was the case, it'd be like,
1: cool, that was like sixty years ago. Why do we care now? Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 an it's an interesting idea. It's one that I've heard for a long while, but it's it's still a very interesting one though. So you you mark say that Ray's Luke's kid.
0: Yep. Who knows what he did on Tatooine before we met him? He could have been fooling around. Could have forgot a condom one night. Who knows?
1: Tatooine. I,
0: I, I don't know. You've read all the expanded universe. What do they have for birth control in the Star Wars universe? I don't Remember there being anything <laughs> for birth, birth control? To keep it in.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he was out. I don't know. Killing wampa's, <laughs> pulled over with the chickie. <laughs> bingo bango. but he was a jedi jedi aren't allowed to <laughs> no before he left
0: but he wasn't always a jedi
1: so you're saying that like when, when he was he... 17 years old on tatooine
2: he yeah, fooled around with a girl how old is ray <laughs> ray is like 20s
1: maybe.
0: yeah that's true the, the timeline doesn't work for that but you know th- there's a lot in between return of the jedi and force awakens who knows what happens
1: and you're saying we haven't met Ray's parents yet, or we I don't, don't know think who we they were, are. I
2: don't think we've met Ray's parents, or the significance of that of their for family has been explained yet.
1: You know, before I saw the flick, I, I there was the idea, or there was the thought that Ray was the twin or sister of Kylo Ren. I don't believe that after watching the movie. But that is still a possibility.
2: I never thought about that, but like that would make sense, I suppose. The
1: only thing is is that Leia doesn't greet her as her daughter, which does. she would totally know because I, I when you watch the end of that where Leia gives Ray a hug, it seems very much like a niece, a niece, aunt hug. Yeah, <laughs> not a mom daughter hug. <laughs> but it's still a theory that's possible, right? Why would she hide one of her kids but not the
2: like not the other? Well, they did in the past for a good reason. Oh, I guess that's the thing that pisses me off about the original, the trilogy that like we we're hiding both of them in completely separate areas for some reason.
0: Uh, one of my favorite things in Twisted Toy Fair Theater. I loved that comic back in the day, talking about the end of uh, Episode Three and hiding the kids. I will hide the boy where they will never think to look for him on his home planet under his real name.
1: (laughs) Yeah, on the same planet that his dad came from. Good job!
0: (laughs) And I'll take the girl because I'm Jimmy Smits and I'm in this movie for some reason.
1: Was that Jimmy Smits?
0: Yeah, that was Jimmy Smits playing Bail Organa in the prequels. Oh my God. Yeah.
2: I totally don't care about Jimmy Smits. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, I said this would only be half an hour But we're coming up on an hour now oh, wow! So to wrap this up, let's start looking ahead to the future We talked about fan theories uh, We got all the spin-offs coming up With Disney's Mastery of Star Wars now What's the number one thing you want to see coming down the pike?
2: Um, I, 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 get, I wanted to see more
1: Kylo Ren I wanted them to develop that character even more how about uh, you, Matt? Uh, you know what? I'm actually really excited for someone with Boba Fett. And I know that sounds very fanboyish. Boba boys. Fett is dead. Shut up. Uh, I know that sounds... But some of my favorite fights... I'll probably get lynched for this. but like One of my favorite fights is in Clone Wars between Obi-Wan and Jango Fett. Mostly because we get to see how awesome bounty hunters are even up against like some of the best bounty hunters can go up against a jedi and still hold their own i just find that fun because you've got a very different fight between than just two like it's jedi or a sith or two jedi or whatever you've got a very different fight like they come to like you know jump kicks and brawling and all that and i just thought it was a really really fun fight to have in the star wars universe i'd like to see stuff like that again and um yeah i like uh, I i think boba fett is dead though Sure, but that doesn't mean that we can't have uh, a a a a movie about Boba Fett a la Han Solo where it's I, before. You know what? I have to admit something
2: horrible. I'm not a fan of Boba Fett. What? I think he's one of the most overrated characters
1: in the series, which is what a lot of people will say about Boba Fett. Which okay. is why he has we six need six lines, six lines in the original trilogy. But which this... is why he needs his own flick.
0: Exactly. We can <laughs> finally see if he lives up to the legend. We were going to get the Boba Fett movie, but that's the one that the guy from Fantastic Four was going to do, and when Fantastic Four turned out to be shit, he got fired. Really? But, he
2: got yeah. fired because he made a shit movie? Yeah. Well, oh, actually, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> say it out loud like that.
1: Really, got fired for doing a
2: shit job? Oh, no. Oh, he lost a lot of people, a lot of money on that one. Well,
0: it's the fact that uh, it wasn't so much that um, he lost a lot of money, it's that he went to Twitter before the movie came up, and was all like, fuck the studio for fucking up my vision
1: Fuck everybody and... <laughs> Which is probably not the way you want to get another job yeah. In the industry uh, What are you looking forward to the most, Mark?
0: Uh, I don't know Again, I I just want to see Luke I'm not going to <laughs> Yeah, <that
1: too. laughs> Nothing simple,
2: just I, I want to change my answer <laughs> I want to see more Luke Skywalker I want to know what that dude's been up to
0: You know, I've been talking about this with my friend I still can't explain what happened But at the end when we saw Luke again for the first time in God knows how many years, I cried. The ending made me cry because I was so happy to see Luke once again.
1: Even, the third, even though he said nothing and it was just like for 20 seconds or something? It, it, but it was Luke. I know. Luke is back. Yeah,
0: I know. Luke is back and again, you know, JJ Abrams even said pretty much the only reason why he took on these films is because he too wanted to see what happened to Luke. So everybody
2: except for the only movie that JJ Abrams directed was the one that had nothing to do with Luke Skywalker.
0: Exactly. He was so excited to see Luke again that he didn't know what to do with Luke. So he's like, okay, then I guess I'll have to keep my Luke to a minimum so that way I don't blow my load.
2: Who's doing the next one again?
0: Uh, Ryan Johnson, Ryan the guy Johnson. who did Looper.
2: You know what? I can see that. And then the Jurassic World guy is doing the last one. And I, totally, I think that that's a good choice.
0: Yes. And uh, to recap, uh, the spin-off, uh, Rogue One, that's being done by Gareth Edwards, who did the Godzilla reboot. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. And uh, then the uh, young Han Solo, that's being done by the uh, 21 Jump Street guys.:
1: Okay. Yep. So I love with that. That makes sense, actually, the 21 Jump Street.: Yep, Nostalgia. We're gonna get some. We're gonna have some comedy. Yep. And and you're gonna have a dynamic duo of Han and Chewie. Yep. Kind of like the guys from. <laughs> you know <laughs> Hopefully, it's not too much of a Jump Street ripoff. Like if it's Han Solo and Chewie <laughs> doing Jump Twenty One Jump Street, I'm gonna be pissed. You know
2: what? I might actually dig that. I would way rather that than another movie that takes itself way too seriously.
0: Uh, I can see it now: Channing Tatum as Han Solo and Jonah Hill as Chewie. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, uh, but anyways, we should probably wrap this up, guys. Thank you very much for doing this. I just I was actually excited about doing this because I've never done anything like this on the podcast before, so thank you very much for taking time out of your well, Sunday afternoon to do on. this. Want to do this again in March for Batman v Superman?
1: Hey man, I, I'm always up for things like this. So.
2: Sure, I feel like the Batman v Superman one will probably just be me being like fuck this movie. We didn't need this movie. But Not nobody ex- asked for this. But we can
1: still get together and talk about it.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Again, gentlemen, thank you very much. I'm Mark Capus. This has been The Tar guy. We'll see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of The Tar. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production.